Hello everyone. Today I have another superstar guest. I have Javar Latrell Parker, who was most recently in Scottsboro Boys. Do you want to tell everyone sort of a little bit about that show? Yeah, so uh, I w just recently moved back to the US from the UK and I just got finished doing a re the regional premiere of the Scottsboro Boys in the Midwest at the Beck Center in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, which I got an opportunity to work with alumni from my university where I went to school and, and play um, Charlie Weems. And, uh, and it was an amazing experience because it's a historical show about um, nine boys getting accused of raping a girl and they were falsely accused and it set off this huge trial in the U.S. So it's actually historically based on a true story. So it was cool to be able to do that, uh, portray a, a real character and like something that was so important in American history. So how did you get that role? Was it a tough auditioning process or were you approached or? It was the toughest auditioning process in that I didn't have to do a thing, actually. Um, uh, so actually, my um, a friend of mine who is the head of the, he's a music director for the program I went to school at, at Baldwin-Wallace University in Cleveland. Um, they had some people that had dropped out. They're having issues with casting. And I had posted about a month before that I was moving back to the U.S. And he had, he reached out to me. He was like, hey, when are you back? And I was like, mm, January. He was like, do you want to do Scottsboro Boys? I was like, okay. He was like, well, I was like, if you can give me an equity contract, which is the union here. And he was like, you know, he was like, great. So he went and talked to the direct, uh, the head of the theater and worked it out. And so I, I didn't have to do a thing, which is the best audition ever. <laughs> so before you did Scottsboro Boys, you did Guys and Dolls, which was quite an important Guys and Dolls production, wasn't it? You want to tell everyone about that? Yeah, so the Guys and Dolls was at the Royal Exchange Theatre up in Manchester. And what was so cool about that, it was the first all-black production of Guys and Dolls done in the UK. It had been done once before in the U.S. on Broadway back in the 1960s. So it's been a long time since they've done something like that. Uh, so the first time it's been done in the U.K., the cast was phenomenal. It was probably one of the most fun times I've had rehearsing the show because it was just a lot of laughs and jokes. And and the choreographer was um, um, Kendrick um, Sandy, who's like a famous hip-hop um, choreographer. He's been, he has a, he's a MBE and um so it was just cool to like to explore that and like it was just fun we'd had a blast and the audiences loved it and uh it just we did, it was such a great time so how long were you in that prediction for uh guys and dolls oh, we did guys and dolls oh we from november to february so it's about three months we ran uh started rehearsals in october and then ran, ran from november to february so yeah it was we had a great time it was a long run how did it feel taking your last bow, knowing that you were, because that would be your last show in the UK for a while? Yeah, um, it was, well, I, I didn't know at the time. I was just literally, uh, you know, you go from job. I did some other things after that, but um, yeah, it was, it was, it was weird because it was, a, it was, like I said, it was so, we got, became such a close-knit family, that show. And I still keep in contact with actually one of them actually messaged me this morning, sent me a funny video. So we still keep in contact and we still are pretty close. That's good. And before Guys and Dolls was Rent, which Rent is doing the rounds. There's a video going around at the moment. Yeah, we, um, we all reunited via Zoom uh, to uh, 
to record our videos and uh, sing Seasons of Love, just for a say thank you to all the NHS and frontline workers out there who are sacrificing every day for us. Um, which is like just something small that we could have done. That's, I mean, it's so insignificant, but just something we can do to say thank you. Uh, but yeah, no, Rent was, uh, it was the 20th anniversary cast of Rent because uh, our tour to the UK, we, were, we did two months in London uh, and we did seven months on the road touring the UK and it was amazing. We had such a good time. It's a beautiful show. Probably one of the most powerful productions I've ever done. So how long ago was it that you were in Rent? We did rent 2016, 2017. So, yeah, we ran for, like I said, we, we did about nine, 10 months of productions. We did over close to 300 shows. I think it, just like 299 was our official count of productions um, of shows we did. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of rent. So it must have been nice to go back to the, the old cast after so long. Yeah, and like again, it's just one of those things. We were all very much in contact. We still have our group chats, and we still we message and we send funny stuff all the time. Um, but because once you spend that much time with so you know with people, you can't help but to grow attached to a lot of them. And um, so yeah, we still keep in contact. So when you toured, because you said it toured, it started in over two months, toured for seven. What was your favorite place in the UK to be touring and in, in rent and that tour? Oh God. Uh, Honestly, York. I, so you know, being an American, I don't really know the UK geography. But touring, you learn a lot of places that you don't you normally get to see. And I got to see a lot of the UK. And York, by far, was probably my favorite place. I had such a good time there. They were so lovely. The city's beautiful. It's just something about it. I had a great time. So, if they asked you ever, they were like, "We're bringing back the cast that you were with. We're doing Rent again, one last show." Would it be an easy decision for you to make? Uh, you know, it, it honestly, it honestly depends. I'm back in the U.S. now, but if they if they had, I would do it. And we were supposed to. It was we were trying to transfer to the West End. You know, it's just one of those business things where theaters, you know, aren't available. Um, you know, it's, it's things happen like that. But I absolutely, I would have done the transfer if 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 offered. Yeah. Amazing. So another show that you've been in is Showboat. Yeah. Oh, that's a. Uh, Another historic, I, I get to do all these historic shows, which is, you know, I'm not, I'm not upset about. Um, yeah, Showboat, uh, that was my, my first show in the UK, which is like, you know, I feel very blessed and fortunate that, you know, I moved to the UK six months before Showboat. And, you know, some people work their whole lives to get to the West End and I'm, and I'm don't take that for granted, but it, you know, that was my first show in the UK and happened to be that production on the West End. And it was such a beautiful production uh, directed by Daniel Evans, um, who's a very you know, famous actor and director. Um, yeah, and it was just an amazing, uh, that production. So when you came from the US to the UK, did you have that job lined up or were you very much coming in like, I hope I get some jobs? Well, um, I, we moved over, uh, my partner and I, we moved over um, for his job. And, you know, so I was coming in, I had just, just finished grad school and I did a master's in education. So I was actually teaching. I was a, uh, had a long t uh, permanent teaching uh, job, teaching music and, and drama at a high school in Kilburn. So that's what I was doing at the time. Well, I was, and I actually was leaving school during my breaks in my, my teaching schedule to go audition for Showboat and then right, and trying to get back in time and trying to like, I was like telling my head of music, like, I'll be right back. I, I'll, I'll be back in like an hour. Don't worry. Just cover my classes. Be right. Like, you know, and then coming back. So I, and, and then 
I got the phone call while sitting at my desk um, grading papers um, that I was offered Showboat. And, and I, I think I started to cry then because I know how big it is to get on the West End. Was it hard saying goodbye to your old job? To my, to my students, absolutely. Yeah. Like, um, cause at that point, I had been at the school for about five months, five or six months. Uh, and I think, you know, obviously, like, when you're a teacher, you grow attached to your students. And, and I love teaching. Teaching is always another passion of mine. Um, but, but it's also, you know, you can't tell your students to follow their dreams if you don't follow your own dreams. So and that's acting as my, my first love. And, and that's what I want to be on is on the stage. So do you think after all this success that you've had, you'd ever go back to teaching? You know, uh, you know I've always, teaching is, once, you, once you're a teacher, you're always a teacher. And like in between jobs in the UK, when I was living over there, um, if I was, I would supply teach. And, you know, so I was always, a, I'm always going to be a teacher. Um, that's something that I love to do. I love educating. Um, and it's important for me to give back. And this is one way for me to give back to future societies and future generations amazing so you said that showboat was your first show in the uk and obviously before that you'd had you've been in spelling bee in the u.s yeah yeah so um i've done a lot of productions in the u.s um i've been doing this for quite some time but uh spelling bee was the last production before i left and while i was doing grad school so i was actually doing classes while <laughs> doing uh, the production um, it was in upstate new york in rochester new york at a fairly known regional theater in the U.S. called Jiva Theater. Um, I got to play Mitch Mahoney, which I don't know if anyone is familiar with that show, but it's, it's basically, it's kind of half musical, a lot of improv, because you bring people on, on stage that you don't know what's going to happen each night. You're, you're bringing different audience members up on stage, and they can do anything. So it was like the most fun, because I got to do a lot of improv. That's exciting. So um, how long were you in that show for? Oh, we did that for about two months we we uh it was over the course of we have something called summer stock here which are shows that run over the course of the summer so yeah so it was about two months so um out of any of those shows is there one that you'd be particularly if they said to you come back is there one that you particularly go back to uh, you know i i don't turn on any opportunities but like yeah I, I, whatever happens comes you know i uh, I do the show. That's the time for me to do that show. And if it ever comes back again, absolutely, I would take the opportunity if it was right. Exciting. So, the first show you ever did, we'll talk about that now. You, it was Johnny Appleseed and the outdoor drama, and that was, was it in your hometown, did you say? Yeah, so I grew up in a, in a, in a small city called Mansfield, Ohio. Um, and nobody's, a, you probably have never heard of it. But you've all seen my hometown. Have you ever seen the movie Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. With Morgan Freeman, Tim Robbins. That's my hometown. That's, the whole movie was from there. So everyone's seen my hometown. Um, so that's where I grew up. And, but it also had to be home to this legendary figure in American history called Johnny Appleseed, who went around planting apple trees. And he spent most of his time in my hometown. And they created this whole musical around him and built this huge 1,800-seat amphitheater and I did two, there was only two seasons of it. I was in both seasons as a young 17 year old and 18 year old boy. Second season, I got to be the assistant music director for the show, which was cool. Um, as an 18 year old telling all these old people, like you're seeing that wrong, but that's what I got to do. So when you, before you got that part, did you know from before then, how, when did you know that you wanted to be in like musical theater? 
Yeah, um, I'm lucky, and especially in my home state of Ohio, musical theater is a big thing in my hometown that we have a huge community theater scene. Um, and so like I, I started doing theater when I was 14. Some kids do it a lot younger here. Um, but once the first time I said I did my first musical at school, which was Schoolhouse Rock, the musical, and the moment I did it, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And that's what I kind of like just fell in love with it. So do you think if you hadn't have taken the opportunity to do that musical, you wouldn't be here now? I don't know, but I was lucky enough to have teachers and my choir director in school um, push me and to, to explore it. And so I'm just very fortunate and blessed that he did push me because I, I told him no originally. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Musical theater, what's that? And he was like, no, do it. And I did it. And I'm so grateful for him. He's still one of my best friends to this day. And I, and I have a whole career to think because he pushed me into doing a show I didn't even want to do. So going from your very first show to, we're going to start talking about what you're doing now, because it's, it's a crazy time right now with all these lockdowns going along everywhere. Yeah. And you're, you said you were going to do some coaching and some writing. How did you, do you feel like this is a good time to do that? This is you going to well, make the most of it. I know. Well, the, I mean, the trick is right now. Everyone's just trying to figure out, especially us artists and actors who have basically had their livelihoods shut off for the time being. Especially in this country, in the U.S. right now, everything's on lockdown. Theater is 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 done for the time being, and, and we don't know exactly when it's going to reopen. So we're all trying to find ways to basically stay afloat. Um, so I, I'm lucky enough that I, like I do compose and I'm trying to write some more music and, and I songwrite as well too. And I've, you know, Sinead Holmes, who was my former castmate from Rent, she, um, she's working on an album and I've helped her with, I've composed some of the music for her album for that. Um, and then also too, I, there's a lot, like I said, high school um, musical theater is big in this country. And a lot of those kids go on to do university um, study of musical theater. So I'm coaching a lot of some kids right now on their college auditions, getting them ready. And it's all done virtually just like through this. So it's something I still can do to be active and be artistic and, and just be um, creative in a way still. Amazing. So we're coming to the end of our interview, which is quite sad because it's been really nice talking to you. Likewise. Thank you for having me again. I really appreciate it. But to finish is... It's a fun little section I like to do. I've actually added some more questions. Before I started, I would ask you two questions, but I think now I've got, let me just turn my page to remember what they are. <laughs> I uh, four be... exciting questions. So the first one, I've prepared you more. I've prepared everyone for, it's only fair. And that is, if you could be in any musical, full costume, no gender roles, no stereotyping, just any musical you want, which one would you be in and why? Uh... I've always, my first show out of school um, when I graduated from college was Aida. And I sang Aida and, and we had like a little Misfits recital in college where we like got to do kind of that very similar thing, singing stuff that's not necessarily what you would normally sing. And I sang Aida. I would love to be Aida. I just like, I love the show. It was the first show I saw on Broadway. Uh, so I have a, it's a big love and passion for that show. It was my first show out of school. So uh, yeah, I would definitely be Aida. It's no what they want to be. That scares me. Yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> okay, next question. It's, it's quite a hard question. It's a bit random. You're not going to expect this at all. But it okay. is, if Bracing you have myself. to choose, if you have to choose between never being able to sing again, never, like you could try, but nothing would ever happen, or 
being a sheep that sings really badly, what would you pick? Oh God, that that is a tough one. I, I honestly, I would, I I need to sing. Like I have to sing in some form. Uh, people, I mean, I was cutting the grass the uh, in front the other day, and like the, my mother-in-law was like. I heard you sing it on the front, you know, like, and she was yelling at me to be quiet, but I was like, I just, I can't, I need to sing. So I'll probably be the sheep. <laughs> Great choice. This is another hard question, I think. I don't know how to answer this one. It's, if you had to pick between listening to one original cast recording and only one for the rest of your life, you can listen to it as many times as you want, or listening to anyone you want, but you can never listen to it twice, you only listen to it once. What would you pick? Oh, I would probably, I mean, I, would, I want to see what else is out there. So I would, I would pick as many as I could. So I would listen to as many as I could. And how would you feel, though, if you had no choice and suddenly you just never be able to listen to any of the soundtracks ever again? You know, well, for some of them, they're not all good. So, like, you're, you're okay with that. But the ones you like, you know, you, you'll, you'll, you treasure them. And, you know, I, I could be okay with that. I mean, I guess it doesn't say that you can't sing them. So you could sing them as a badly singing exactly exactly there you go and the final question which i've asked everyone this isn't a new one this has been here since the very start of interviews it is if you could be any disney princess which one would you be and why uh i mean i'd probably be like tiana from princess and the frog because i mean her songs are fun and yeah in new orleans she was like in new orleans they had the best food they had jazz music yeah, Tiana. <laughs> Great choice. That's that's a brand new one. We haven't had that answer yet. Well, you, yeah, you know, and and, she, and she's a, a black princess, so you gotta have, you know have some color up in there. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. So we're coming to the end, and one thing I have to say to everyone that I will say every interview is this interview is to raise money for acting for others. So please, as much of this as you can, please donate. It's so important right now, especially with the the whole coronavirus going on, everyone is out of work, they have no sort of stability. And I understand that you've got people in other charities that are trying to collect, but actors are just as important because you've got people, you're stuck at home right now and you're watching your entertainment and without mm-hmm. actors, you wouldn't have those TV shows or movies that you're watching to keep yourself busy. And I just hate for... Absolutely. Uh, you got anything you want to say? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you... They, we're always the arts is always the first and especially as a, as a music educator and a drama teacher like the arts are always the first things to get cut and we provide a vital service to the society as actors and as artists and like we are your catharsis we make you feel things that uh you normally wouldn't feel we make you go experience life through a different lens so we're very equally as vital as essential so please yeah support those fellow actors um so please yeah we it's a time where the arts is more important than ever. So yes, and I applaud you for what you've done. This is amazing. Can keep up the good work. Yeah, thanks. So if anyone wants to follow you on social media, how do they do that? Yeah, all my social media is is at J L P Tiger with a Y. So T Y G E R. J L P T Y G E R. So that's all my social media. Instagram, the grandma, uh, the twatter, all that stuff. So, okay, everyone, make sure that you go and follow because it's. Yeah. I'm sure it's giving me some exciting stuff on there. If you've got, especially your writing music. 
writing music and also too, I'm just a goofball. I post, I post funny stuff. And if you want to see a lot of, be entertained. Yes. It's please follow. <laughs> I think the final thing to ask you is what's your advice for everyone at home right now? Honestly, stay home. Just be safe. I'm seeing a lot of videos this morning, watching this morning, people are going out protesting. I get it. It's tough, you know, but like, stay home, enjoy the family. This is time we, you know, we, we pray for all the time. So and just relish in it. You heard it from the superstar. Stay home and stay safe. All right. Thank you everyone for watching this interview. Make sure that you subscribe and also donate. There's a link down below. Make sure you definitely, definitely donate to that. It's, it's super important cause and thank you again for being on the show it's oh, of course, not a problem thank you for having me and everyone remember the piece of advice that i always say